This is brutal power, wrapped in an elegant machine. Welcome back, darling. He got checked, the champ. Kingston Town can't win. It's going to get desperate. But a champion becomes a legend. From, from, from the card, leaving the pool. Gate holders months ago. Here he comes. Boom, right over the top. But at the post, it is 15, Lance Clare. She'll have to pogo stick over the field to win from there. Strike me pinky, thread at the eye of the needle. Can he stay up? Fatal closing time. Step one, we've hit record. We played the intro. Good start. Good start. We won't be doing a preview show this week, guys. Obviously, busy time of year with Christmas Eve on Friday. So we've decided to do a review podcast of 2021. Original thinking. Yeah, no one does this. So we've tried to put our own spin on it in some ways. Obviously, everyone knows who the good horses were. So we tried to look a little different. Uh, but kicking off, you've had a bit of fun with the jockeys? Yeah, I've spent the last... Wow, I've probably spent the last 10 years mucking around with, with jockey ratings of some sort, but I've tried to come up with something for um, sort of the best jockeys, the best performed jockeys of, of 2021 with a list and a little model to come up with a list that's a little bit different to... Um, Your boring strike rates? Yeah, well, I don't want to come on and, yeah, let's do a review of 2021 and we get on here and I go, geez, James McDonald's a good jockey. He goes all right. <laughs> Seems a little bit pointless. So, yeah, we've um, we've done a little list there and we've also got the... Uh, the fourths of the year instead of the horse of the year. The best fourths. The best performances by horses who didn't even pay each way back as dirty dogs. And you've come up with the biggest disappointments yeah, of 2021. I think, I think everyone knows the improvers. They're the ones that won. So let's look at horses that have disappointed us because it does happen. I um, I get emotional with my attachment <laughs> with horses and when they let me down, it hurts. So, yeah, we're going to touch on You've got one on that list. I can see that, that cut me deep. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Looking forward to that. And we'll look at, uh, so time form, obviously the ratings we do in-house. If they do get a plus, which doesn't happen a lot, I guess. Well, it does. but Not at the top end. Not at the top end. And so we've got four horses uh, that we've marked, uh, horses to follow next year. So that year. looks a good little list too. I like it. That. Looks, it looks a good list and I'll be surprised if you don't know them. I mean, I think these will be at the top of everyone's list for next year. But these are the horses uh, time form have identified as horses to make us money next year, hopefully. But kicking off with the jockeys, who was yeah, the best? The well, no, no, we should start at 10, right? Oh, you're going to work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Build no, the suspense. Build the suspense. So top 10, and this is, so we've taken, no, actually we don't need to explain it, do we? I reckon explain it a little bit because right, you, so you we, gloss over little things. Yeah, yeah. okay. So we, we've taken an impact value, which is basically adjusting a strike rate for field sizes, and then we've taken how much jockeys are actually improving horses run to run. So that's one thing if I've been tweeting nonsense about that for a little while, I've been playing around with it and it's not perfect, but it's an interesting little model. And the interesting thing about that is that it doesn't care if you're J-Mac or if you are our 10th place get a Brooks Stower. If you're improving horses at whatever level, you know, you're doing a good job. And, and in theory, if you keep getting on horses and they keep running faster for you, you probably knock up riding a few winners, right? I did enjoy Luke Nolan uh, fisting you on the weekend after you gave him a wrap. Yeah, I back Savannah Cloud. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, Luke. Thanks, Luke. I knew he was riding well. Yeah. And it is insane that he's not getting more rides. And numbers like this actually highlight which jockeys, you know, maybe should be getting more opportunities. It's an interesting list. I was really happy when I 
So we came up with a way of just cobbling those two numbers together and coming up with a set of rankings. Threw it out to Twitter to get a few ideas. It's funny actually when you threw I threw this out yeah. to Twitter like, okay, give me some jockeys that I might not have run up yeah. to put on the list because I didn't want to miss anyone. And it's interesting how many jockeys people threw up that actually were improving horses. Maybe not necessarily impact jockeys that are riding a lot of winners, but people are pretty clever at... They at, know. Yeah, they do. They intuitively know which... It's funny when you when you put your money down to bet how close you watch and how much yeah. you pick up. And certainly I think um, people with their own sort of specialty areas, they're the ones that we might miss because we obviously don't bet there, so you don't pick them up. But Yeah, there's what... Like people seem to know, and then one of them, someone threw up Brendan McCool as well, who didn't actually make the 10, but he doesn't make it because of the combination with the improving horses bit, but his, his impact value was, there was only, in terms of impact value, which is a completely objective number, just strike rate based on opportunity, um, only James McDonald and Willie Pike are having a bigger impact in their pool than Brendan McCool. So that's, you know. That's massive. And when he, good on him. And he rides honorable mention in the 2021 oh, jockey rankings. And I mean, easy uh, if you want to bet down there, isn't it? You wouldn't wouldn't go wrong just backing him blind. Yeah, well, I mean, Hong Kong punters all gravitate to Zach and Joe. Goes all right if you're um if you're on that island, gravitate to Zach and Joe. If you're on the island a little further south, be McCool, yeah. the Purton of the South. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, let's rattle through the top ten. So we've got Brooke Stower. Jared Fry. Now, Jared Fry is one that a few people threw up, and I reckon Jared Fry is, has been rock solid for a long time. He's always felt like Sneaky one of the... Yeah, he's, he probably he gets lumped in as the uh, the journeyman. Yeah. But I reckon he's better than that. His numbers have been good for a, a long, long time. Ryan Wiggins would be your eighth best jockey of 2021. I think, I think a lot of people rate Ryan Wiggins up there, don't they? Oh, he's a, he's a big switch jockey, far north Queensland. Yeah, okay. That's the thing as well. I mean... I look at him like, oh, how exciting! Ryan Wiggins gets on the list. You wouldn't think of him, but people who obviously bet there, yeah, they love. They him. think of Ryan Wiggins. Oh yeah, yeah. Lacey Morrison, and she's come back just this year, right? Okay. Yeah, so she. I'm flicking through stories trying to figure out. You know, I know all these names, but you don't know their their yeah. stories. So she's had come back this year and just gone bang. She's improving horses over two and a half pounds, and her impact is one point seven eight. So she's riding point seven eight of a winner more for every winner that she should. So she's um. She's flying. Then you've got J-Mac, which is kind of incredible in a way that he's, you know. He still improves them. He still improves them even though he gets on. So when you, just to clarify, when you say improve horses, that's when they get on a horse and. They didn't ride at the start before. Yeah. yeah. And then they jump on. And then we just compare rating to rating. It's pretty simple. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a, we're not doing anything too tricky. Jasmine Corniche. Riding really well. Riding really well, as is Angela Jones, who is... T- we're in now into the top five, so these are big-name jockeys. These are going to ride you a lot of winners, and more winners than they should, and improving horses. So these are, you know, they deserve some plaudits, right? Big yeah. 2021s for these people. Clayton Gallagher. I think that's... Yeah, yeah, yeah he that's rides a lot of winners. Ryan Maloney. Yeah. That's pretty incredible to me. Like, he was... Um, Maybe I'm being unfair. I mean, he did ride Nature Strip, but I feel like he's probably he's probably almost in the journeyman category. He's too young to really be a journeyman, but he was probably sliding into that category in Victoria. But the switch north is yeah, he made the switch, and I mean, he's combined with Van Dyke, right, and and Golan, like lethal, absolute lethal. Yeah, I mean, that goes to show you what I always say: this like a jockey's number one skill is getting on the right horses, right? Yeah, so and he's I'm, he's done that in Queensland, and from there he's been able to um. Well, for starters, have a massive impact in terms of winners, which you, know, you can't disentangle that from the horses that they're on. That's you know, getting on horses is going to mean you have a a big impact. But 
he's improving them as well. So hat tip to Ryan Maloney and the jockey of the year, 2021 champion jockey, Ashley Butler. Fair income. Fair income. There you go. Up Rocky Way. Yeah. Yep. Riding a lot of winners and improving horses. He's his big asset here. He's got a high impact value, which is two point four seven, which is the best on this list. No, only behind J Mac and Pike in terms of impact. Yeah. And in terms of improving horses from this list, he's numero uno. So he's getting on horses and he's making them run faster. Well, they're running faster. He gets them going. We can assume that he's got something to do with it. It's they all the old they run for him. They run for him. They, must they seem to like that's Marrera essentially. Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't know why. I don't know how, and I don't know how much of it is actually Ashley Butler. But I can just um, pick up the rides and well, you can't, count. I suppose the and by counting and measuring, I come up with well, they're improving. Is it Ashley yeah. Butler or is he getting lucky? Uh, got to be a bit of both. But I'm saying over a full 2021. There's got to be a fair bit of skill in there, yeah. doesn't there? He's you got to. You can't have had that impact and improving horses like that and be completely lucky. Yeah. Not so that. good on him because he's not going to probably top many lists, but he is no. the best jockey in Australia. Twenty. Well, hang on, I should probably slow down. <laughs> <laughs> he's something like the best jockey in Australia 2021. Ashley Butler. There you go. So you can back him and we go up north, and you're doing well. There's a lot of Queensland in this list. Yeah. But yeah, it's not a bad idea. They're going to ride you a lot of winners. Of course, I haven't included market stats in this at all. So, yeah. you know, the market would be well aware and he probably rides at a loss, but that's not his fault. Is that a gap in terms of they're that much better than their opposition and it's harder to be better against better opposition or is that just nothing? Um, I suppose it, it helps to be, a, like, in terms of your impact value, it, I mean, as I said before, you've got to get on the right horses. So... um. Yeah, it I mean, obviously, some, someone like Willie Pike has a massive impact with his riding. Yeah. But Chris Barnum has a massive impact as well and improves horses. Chris Barnum's terrific over there. And there is a couple, so it's not um, it's not entirely like that. But obviously, yeah, as I said, there's got to be some. But then again, part of that has to be considered jockey skill and their impact. I mean, they're, you know, they're riding all the winners. They're getting on the good horses, but that's part of what you're trying to measure as well, mm. in a sense. All right, question. Who is your number one? You can go worldwide for this. You need a jockey to get you home. Who are you who are you putting up? Jeez, I reckon there's a home ground advantage. So where are, where are we racing? <laughs> neutral well, territory somewhere. Neutral, yeah. Hmm, it's a good question. For so long, I would have said Ryan Moore. Mm. Then I would have said Pierre Charles Budo, but he's turns out he's not a good guy. He's got he's got, oh, he's kind of got himself in trouble. So he's gone. Um. Yeah, that's a really good question, and I don't know because I, I feel like Ryan Moore, and you'll notice this in his numbers as well, has tapered a little bit. But yeah. again, this is probably his numbers are still good because he's a really, really good jockey. But Aiden hasn't been as good, and yeah, he suffered, and he's yeah. he's tied to Aiden, so he's um it matters, it matters. He suffers a bit because of that. You can still see that he's obviously a, a top jockey. I suppose the temptation is to say Zach because he's impacted like what he's unbelievable. He, he's isn't um, he? His numbers are unbelievable, but it's. Does that translate perfectly? Well, it certainly doesn't translate perfectly, but how how much of that could he carry across borders? I mean, he, he goes Sydney, he'd be a fantastic jockey, right? Maybe the best, but is it? I love Zach. 
when he came over, no, Sacred magic. Falls in her time just bossed him. You wish he came down more, I yeah. guess. I guess what I'll say is I'm not sure. Maybe Zach, maybe Ashley Butler. <laughs> and that's how we'll sign it off. Yeah. All right. Do you want to go through your biggest disappointments yeah, of 2021? Big, biggest disappointments of 2021. So we've got a top five. And do you want to go fifth to – how are we going to do yeah, it? No, you've got, you got to count down to the top. Build the suspense. So fifth, I think, only gets in because of you sort of state. Had you not rated him as high <laughs> off his two-year-old form in New Zealand, he probably doesn't hit this list. He rated himself that high. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm, you were beating the drum for a while. So 115 rated as a two-year-old, which was the highest rating for a two-year-old in New Zealand in – I think since bounding or something. I can't remember yeah. exactly. It was a it long was, time. No, it was significant. Yeah. yeah, and he didn't do it. No. 105 was his peak, so 10 pounds. He was hugely disappointing. Yeah. He had a little setback, and so when he ran first up, I was like, no, that's okay. Yeah. And then second, and then you're like, oh, no, you needed no. to do more now. Yeah. But I still feel like certainly disappointing in the spring, but I feel like it wasn't quite – I don't think it's a full, like, uh, you can't get back we to We haven't anything. seen him a lot. Yeah, I, I don't think we've – I'm not ready to fully sack him, but if he, was, he was undoubtedly disappointing. Who's he going to go – who's going to train him? I Touching on him because he's Jamie Richards, isn't he? He sure is, yes. And so he won't be going to honkers, I assume. No. no. What did you make of the decision? I was surprised that um, Jamie went to honkers. Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's good for Hong Kong. I mean, I think he's, he's an awesome trainer. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of numbers, his numbers are unreal. And I know it's, again, it's one of those like big fish little ponds, but you still – if it was that easy, everyone would do it, right? It's – you think about how good his record is here, though, and he only does it with a handful of horses, which makes it even more impressive. That is true. His his record over here is underrated. I reckon. Yeah. I reckon people undersell just how well they make it like a, he is coming across. It's just the horse when they undersell how hard it is to actually do that. No, he's a very good trainer, so he's a a win for Hong Kong, I suppose. Yeah, I'm very interested to track him when he goes over there. Obviously, stay inside. Was fourth, so 122. The slipper winner, best we saw of him was 111, and even that. Mark was cheating in a way. So 11 pounds and I'm assuming gone straight to stud. We won't see him again. Yeah, I, I haven't heard anything about it. Yeah. So does that mean he's not, wouldn't they be, wouldn't there be bells and whistles if he was going, where is he? What is he doing? I think they wait because they don't want you to remember him at the moment. Yeah. They want you to give it a, you know, six months and they're like, oh, stay inside the slipper winner. Down and the track in the San Domenico is not going in the air. <laughs> no. And stay inside found nothing. Yeah, that won't be there. His slipper uh, win was good. That I yeah. oh, it's an he. It's sort of in terms of he just didn't train on, right? I don't know. Ahead Is of it the too, curve? it's too soon to say that. Well, we're but not. They'll never g- give us a chance yeah, to. Yeah. yeah, they should. You know what they should do is race him. Yeah, a lot. <laughs> well, he's not. Gonna <laughs> let him go to the races and learn how to race and mature. You know, and let's let's actually see the best of him because I think he's a pretty good horse. Mm. If you actually gave him a chance to be. That's a problem. You yeah. just once you win the slipper, and then it's if you don't, you're gone. Yeah. Uh, third on the list, September Run, who awesome winning the Coolmore and the best she could produce. Just a perfect member of this list. Yeah, 107. What on earth happened? Oh, don't know. 119, and then yeah, so a 12 pound drop off of what she produced last season. I'll say she did have a strange prep to me though, because yeah. trainers are such creatures of habit. So I reckon to a fault. I reckon they, they pigeonhole horses way too much. And yet with her, they under-pigeonholed. She's a terrific straight tracker and they took her to Mooney Valley and then Caulfield is like, what are you doing? Get her to Flemington. But then when she got there in, in a measure and she was yeah, like, yeah. Yuck. I think it's a, like um, 
She's an A1 member of that list. Yeah. Second was Bivouac. So harsh, but yeah. Harsh, but harsh, but fair. So it was 128. And then the best he could produce before obviously being retired was 115. So 13 pound drop off. What did he run in? I can't remember. Because he only ran, he ran. No, he ran three times. In the autumn. Yeah. I don't have it in front of me, but he ran. Oh, he he did. ran the Canterbury Stakes behind Sabatiano. Yeah, which I mean, that tells you how bad he's gone, right? Mm. He should pick her up With and the throw boss her man around. on. Yeah. Mm. Well, there was talk. It was because he was going overseas, wasn't he? Wasn't that always the plan? Oh, yeah. Feels so long ago. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No. Okay. We well, was disappointing in that in that prep. When you think about how he signed off the um. Yeah. Okay. Because he started favourite when he shouldn't have against. Well, it's easy to say now when he shouldn't have against Nature Strip in the Lightning. Yeah. yeah that was this year because he was going. He was. Yeah. I'm assuming because he came off the big win. The prep. He when Bossy waved to no one in the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> he had the big prep, or the prep for Royal Ascot, and then he never made it. Because yeah. Okay. He was just. Going no, I terrible. remember that now. No, he yeah. belongs on the list. Good on it. Yeah. And then the biggest disappointment of this year is Ole Kirk, mm. who was 118. <laughs> Everything's about expectations, isn't it? Yeah. Is he a disappointment or is he just slow? He was slow. <laughs> yeah, 118 at three, and then the best he could produce was 103. So a 15-pound difference. I mean, 118 is, is low It's low for anyway. a Golden Rose yeah. Caulfield Guineas winner. Yeah. That's where records but aren't really fair. But he went even lower. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> lower. <laughs> Very good. Yeah, so that's the biggest disappointments of the year. And then you're going to talk us through the best fourths of the year. The fourths of the year. That's a better award than horse of the year. Yeah. These are the best ratings for the fourth place getters of the year. We've got it. I got 10, but we can rattle through the the first half pretty quick. Yeah. Uh, Vega won Doom in 10,000. Cracking fourth. Terrific fourth. Cascadian and George Ryder. The fourth that set up a Doncaster win. Yeah, outstanding. That makes that a great fourth. Yeah. Funstar and KI Nautique both belong on this list, not just for good fourths in the Chipping Norton and the Winks, but for continually running fourth. He, Each way trollers. He's got a win in him down here, do you think? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's so many races. Yeah. You've got to find one, right? Yeah. No, he's going. I mean, even his efforts after that fourth in the McKinnon, fourth in the. Either the Hill or the Craven, one of those two. Well, he's the classic. They just kept getting back in sl- and then slow races. Yeah, yeah. No, he was he was he was okay. First prep here, I thought he did enough to suggest he could next prep. Yeah, no, I wouldn't. Um, I mean, he is old though. Yeah, he's not like <laughs> he feels like a new thing on our scene, but he's he's an old whacker, right? But then yeah. his four run, his four runs, four runs here have all been been pretty good, and they've included plenty of fourth, so he deserves a. Very honourable mention in the yeah. race to be the fourth of the year. <laughs> Mugatu, Doncaster, that's a great Huge, fourth. Huge, yeah, it? ran really well. Big weight. I know they were disappointed with him that day because he came off the all-star rating, but that's a cracking fourth. Yeah. Fifth, we're into the top five. Top five. Prague, Ooh. all aged. He was just, he was yeah. going to go to Brisbane and kill him mm. and he got injured, right? Yeah, it's funny, we just talk about stay inside, how he... He needs to race himself back to something like this. Is Prague was a good two-year-old, and then lost his way a little bit. Had two ordinary runs in the spring, and he was good in the Numa. He was just getting himself right. One of the fourths of the year in the All Age, so they actually did the right thing and raced him into you know got him going, and then it all you know, he got hurt. So yeah. that was the end of that, which well, is if, a shame because he probably was a. He now goes to start, and the ad goes up for Prague at start, and everyone goes, Pff, Prague, like what's he doing at stud? 
in the horse's defence, if he he probably was a good horse. Well, he was a good horse. It was one of the horse of the year. Yeah. If he um if he went to Brisbane, you dare say he would have. If he didn't get injured, I think he would have won the Stradbroke. I would say. I know it's a Ooh, yeah. What won the Stradbroke? Well, he's in the he's somewhere in he's there. somewhere he's in somewhere there. in there. Like he would have been Group One. I mean, the funny thing he's is he's higher up on the fourth of the year list than Vega One. Yeah. He won a Group One up there. Exactly. And the thing with Prague, he forgot how to jump, which was ah, oh, that's right. Yeah, no, he did. Don't know where that came from. Because yeah. he's all speed at two. Not all speed, Not but he speed. was on. Like, but he was a pro. That was, yeah. yeah, he was actually a really professional, professional horse, horse. And then he turned into a Dumbo for a little bit. Mm. So Dragonet in the Ramvit. That's a good fourth. Good fourth. Good fourth. And he won the Tankard off that. Yeah, he's fourth. But Is that when he beat She's Ideal? Yeah. Rode a hot rail to beat She's Ideal. He gets away with it, this horse. Yeah. Does he ever. In fact, his fourths might be his, his best. Yeah. <laughs> Tefane, Maccabi Diva. Good race. Good run. Behind incentivised. She probably didn't stay either. No, which is interesting because on breeding she should. Mm, I thought she would stay. But I think if you look at – and then she disappointed at a mile. Well, she ran really well in the Turak and then disappointed. Oh, it probably wasn't the mile that beat her in, in the mare's race. She just had a bad day. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Be a bit forgiving there. Lost and running. Everest fourth. I didn't think he was this good. No, we've got to give honourable mention to him because when they took him early, I was like, what are you doing? What are you doing? doing? He's similar to Brave Smash. Remember when they took Brave Smash? I was like, ah, he can't do anything in an Everest. And then he's... What did co- he do in the Everest? I can't remember. He ran well? I think he ran third. Yeah, okay. And that was the... At the time, I was like, why would you take Brave Smash? But then Lost and Running, he... Because the, at the point when they took him, he hadn't actually done... His winning record looked nice, but he mm. actually hadn't done anything in terms of... He looked like a Group 3 spinner. Yeah. And then now it's like, oh, no, you're legit. We did this. Then he was Classic Legend. And then he won the Hunter. And I reckon the Hunter win is a little bit... Because he's so much better than most of the horses behind him there. Top ranked within there is a good horse. But, I mean, he beat Wonderbar, right? Yeah. So it's sort of like, yeah, it's not much form. But the time was good and he gave him more plenty of pudding. Like yeah. it was... Eh, no, it's legit. Fair play to Lost and Running because I, I think... Did, were we doing this podcast then? We probably spent a lot of time bagging him. Yeah. Um, yeah don't and go, now he's runner-up in the fourth of the year. <laughs> <laughs> so I've come full circle. I'm a big, yeah. lost, big Lost and Running fan. The big thing for him, looking at our elite sprinters, they're all old. Don't tell Joe Pride that. I know. Eduardo's just getting going. He's just getting better. What's the famous quote? Now, you can't say it as a six-year-old, but he's getting better and better. Oh, that was the way it was. Um, I can't say he's improving, but he just keeps getting better and better. <laughs> Thanks, Wayne. <laughs> fourth of the year, and I'm so happy this horse is the fourth of the year because yeah. he deserves something. At the end of the year, they're going to give out all the awards and you know, Nature Strip will be horse of the year and the horse we'll all remember was incentivized and very elegant. You know, Melbourne Cup. Won a big cup and it was spectacular and blah, blah, blah. But think it over. Runs fourth in the QE and then wins a stack of good races as well. His CV is awesome because it's yeah. like an old throwback Sydney CV. I love it. He's won all the old races and now he's won. Racing and sports, it's fourth, fourth of, of the year. year. What a legend. Think it over, QE. It was a slowly run race and they, they finished in a clump there, but they finished, yeah, I mean, he finished amongst a bunch of good horses and proved, what's it, time form 121? Yeah. That's a good fourth, isn't it? Oh. Imagine backing a horse. I know, running Each that. way. It runs 121. So you, run, you backed a horse to run 121 and got nothing. You'd be sick. But at least you know you back the fourth, fourth of the of year. The year. <laughs> All right, last list. This is probably the that's the right list to sign off on. It'll be the um, the exciting horses for next year. Already good, but going to get better. Or so we think. So we think. The interesting one we do have, obviously, Cool and Gatter is the best we've seen as a two year old this season. But 
El Padrino has put up pretty good figures in two starts. He won the English, English race. race, which has been a good race. Been a good race. That won't make him faster, but doesn't hurt. Doesn't he ran fast in a race that a lot of fast horses tend to run fast in. His stablemate was obviously unlucky behind. Huey got sort of locked in. Was it Huey? I remember who was on, but he got locked in on him. And then El Padrino's made the run and he's too good. And that was the horse that had run second in the Merson Cooper to Snowden's, Snowden's Group 3 filly. Yeah. So I think he came up to Sydney, which, you know, everyone wants to pen Melbourne form in Sydney. And the Melbourne Marks. form. Yeah, Melbourne form would have just, um, I think the stable mate had he got clear, it would have been, they would have ran one too. But 106 plus, which pre Christmas, you know, it's a decent number. That's pretty good. Something to work with. And that was on to Boo? Second start. Second start. But he was a good closer on the heavy track. Ah, oh, at Cranbourne. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I know the horse. Which, I mean, back at Cranbourne's awful. I should know the horse. Yeah, you rated <laughs> <a> job. <laughs> now, this horse you're labelling as will win a Group 1 next season, Sinner 1. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He will find, surely, smart stable, they'll find a race. And there's so many in his wheelhouse. Like, he could jump them in the oar. Or Futurity. Because you've got the All-Star Mile now, which is going to... There's more races than horses. What's, so what's going to happen to the Australian Cup? Is anyone going to run in it this year? Maybe they stretch Cinewan. <laughs> <laughs> I hope they don't. Well, well yeah, they, they'll find a race for him because the other race is the George Ryder, which is now on All Star Mile Day. So mm. it's got to be thin, right? Because all the best miles are going to be in the All Star Mile chasing. We just don't have that many miles. We don't have that many miles, and he was really good the other day. Really 100, good. Yeah, 116 plus. So you're fringing already. Yeah, and he's run 120 plus in Ireland. Yeah, and so, it's good form. It's really solid looking form in Ireland as well. So it's not a matter of if it's when you think. If everything goes right, well, he he certainly looks like. I mean, his first run in Australia was so so, but then he just quickly quickly improved. And as I said, smart smart stable. So I would trust them. When you start seeing signs like that that he is right, I would expect them then to get him real right. And if they do, he's um he's probably if you look at where the rider is headed as a race, given that I I think he probably gets. He probably gets there. I still, in my mind, I'm not sure how to pronounce that horse's name. I get it wrong every time. Oh, Espiona. I just can't say can't it. Say I, don't, it. I don't know. It just doesn't work. Every time I go to say it, it's wrong. Yeah, she looks elite. I think mm. the not often you do, as you know, trial perf myself, get very excited about horses that trial well. And she looked a superstar at the trials. She gapped him on debut on a heavy track and then went down your way and absolutely spaced them and 115 plus she is well i'm gonna say it she's she first fought, filly already yeah she's cba surely could be anything mm. yeah no there's no ceiling on that she could i mean she it's one of those things like she probably won't be if you yeah. get all technical with it but there's nothing if she was let's say she was well let's let's just go completely stupid let's say she was winks she wouldn't have had to have done any more yet no, like well, she's on pace, right? It well, gets harder to keep pace from here. <laughs> it well, may be impossible, but she's group one filly for sure and certain. And, I mean, they've got the surround now as a group one, which is kind of laughable, but she'll yeah. just mop that up because she's already links better than what would typically win that anyway. So, Well, because we were waiting all season for a filly to emerge because they were slow, weren't they? Yeah. No, they were. Oh, yeah, they were. Yeah. yeah I'm trying to remember back. Yes, yes, yes so they were. It's been a long year. So that was one of my big... Quick, yeah, you couldn't work it out. I couldn't work it out in the spring that I thought the three-year-old Colts, particularly the, the very top end, like your animos and things, were good. Mm. And they'd been good at two, but the Phillies had got nowhere near them at two, which is strange anyway. Like they couldn't run a place in any of the group ones, the Phillies. They were nowhere near it. 
and then all of a sudden the fillies were slow through the spring. What what is that? And then this turned up because it's not like I can understand. Oh, this is a good crop, bad crop. You know, there could be natural circumstances to that. But why would the colts be okay and the fillies not? Such a clear line down the middle, and it was obvious for twelve months. Yeah, so strange. But at Flemington, that changed a little bit because Fangirl was fast there too. Yeah, what's well, interesting when she won, you would have thought, "Oh, that's Waller's best filly." And yeah, it was like, "Oh wow!" Like Waller's got one. The flight and the guineas are, are, are you know they're yeah. already finished, and now all of a sudden the best filly emerges, and then four days later it's like, "Oh, and she's not even close." Yeah, she's not, <laughs> not even. Oh, there's one way better than that. I see. Yeah, not even sort of. She's extreme choice. Interesting to see how far she gets distance wise. Yeah, well, she she doesn't lacto. Yeah, so yeah, no, she's very exciting. I think she's quick. I even saw like, you know, Dominic Byrne was comparing, not comparing, but you sort of black caviar after two starts from a rating <laughs> perspective, you like put that. that. On the record, Dominic Byrne says Espiona is black caviar. Well, when <laughs> when you isolate the two of them after two starts, there's actually not. It's at twenty three to go. Yeah. <laughs> but that's how I suppose it's not fair to compare her to the whole body of work. But her body of work after two starts, there's not. Similar. Yeah, like Caviar was actually quicker. She was. Oh, she was yeah, quicker. She yeah. was ridiculous. Yeah, poor old Quasa Quasa. But the fact you're what hit him. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the fact you're even suggesting it is, I guess, shows. You know, she went quick enough that to make that comparison isn't completely stupid. Yeah, which most of the time after two starts. Yeah, yeah. after two starts, obviously, this is all within comparing to the same body of work. Mm. There was all, there's um from memory more joyous was something like that as well yeah probably in the same ballpark I'm trying to think if it was exactly one or like it was exactly two or three starts but she was elite obviously very good yeah really quickly and then there's Amelia's dream who was even better than that and oh. maybe she might have been she, black caviar yeah she could have been she was officially you'd be sick you could have been anything and rounding out. Our horses, Timeform Plus horses to follow for next year. I'm going to say this is the horse you're most excited about. Certainly, oh, yeah, I am. Yeah, yeah, Hitotsu, 118 he's, plus. He's a good horse. He's a good horse. If you want to like let your intuition run free, that Derby, that's a that's a feel center one, isn't it? Yeah. But the splits confirm it as well. He was um, he travelled as well and quickened as well and ran all over the top of them as well as it looked, which is nice. So the margins there are not. Massive, but I reckon the margins there were massive. Yeah, he destroyed that derby field. Just buried, and it looked a and good he's quick derby, enough. Right? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I think it was okay. There's nothing wrong. Like it was yeah. up to standard, and I think he's the best derby winner we've had in a while. Yeah, because he's a derby winner. I'm looking at, and I'm thinking, oh, you're a weight for age horse, and you're a um, like mile, mile and a quarter horse. He's not a. I'm not looking at you thinking, oh, you need ground. Yeah. There's next year's Baggett runner up. Yeah, which is. That's some VRC Derby vibes there. Yeah. But um, actually, they're a lot of them probably lucky to be as good as a packet runner-up. But he's a um, he can win the Australian Guineas over a mile and he can be a Cox Plate horse, I think. Yeah. I mean, I know it's a bit of a leap because he's what's he beaten. Yeah. But my God, that was awesome. Yeah, it's good when you see it live and then you look at the – the data and you're like, oh no, it, it matches. Yeah. The data matches the visuals. It's like it looks like he's bounding away from the finish. And, like, and, he, and was. he really was. He was. The I suppose I think there's talk he'll go first up Australian Guineas, Rose Hill Guineas. Does he? Do they end up in a QE? Do they go the Derby? I wouldn't. Um, do they go to the Derby in the autumn? I don't know. I do you know? I'd love to see him run in the QE. And I mean, they're all going to get scared because Dundeal obviously got turned, but he did bump into Reliable Man. Like it wasn't. Yeah. Don't worry stuff yeah but you know they do history history says three-year-olds don't have a good record in it yeah 
they just by coincidence have a good record and everything else, but it's when they see the word Queen Elizabeth in the race book, they freak out. Yeah. Oh, not, not this race. They can't read race books. They don't have thumbs. Yeah. <laughs> One thing I will say, is there a concern for you? The three-year-olds look good. There's a massive hole with the four-year-olds and then mm. our better horses are all ageing. I mean, there is going to be room for something to stamp themselves next season, do you think? Yeah, there's a hole. There's a hole for sure. And I think Hitotsu and Profondo might be there. I like Profondo. Yeah. Interesting to see them. They're, I don't mind the Australian Guineas and Ramwick Guineas being on different weekends because we shouldn't be running two anyway. And you run on the same weekend and now they're going to meet in the Rose Hill Guineas, which should be – I imagine they're both going to be hard to beat in the lead-up, so – yeah, well, oh, wouldn't it be good if they both win and then you get your... Yeah, yeah you get a real get race. clash, that'd be good. Melbourne versus Sydney. Yeah. Yeah, draw some <laughs> draw some battle lines. That'd be good. Yeah, because looking at the four-year-olds, you've got Mwanga there. How long is he sticking around for? He's still going. Oh, I mean, he'll obviously race in the autumn. Yeah. So, yeah. He's around. Western Empire's not running, I believe. Apparently not. Nope. Monophilia, Wild Ruler, mm-hmm. and I'm Thunderstruck. Can he's he, a good horse. He's a good horse. Yeah. So he's, he's probably the most interesting of all of those. Yeah. He's 118 now. Do you expect him to get He'd into be, the 120s next? He'll be better than that, yeah. yeah. So he's probably the pick of them, really. We need he's been a, And he's been an unfinished product the whole way through as well. Yeah. In fact, he's been a cool horse to watch yeah. evolve because I think he was he was the big trendy times and sectionals horse over the winter and he, and then kept developing into a Golden Eagle winner and, and I think he's I don't think he's done yet in terms of him, you know, a, winning, but B, be, yeah. improving. I mean, they'd be disappointed if he didn't have more to come. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he is four. Like, a lot of four-year-olds don't improve, but I think he will. So he's probably, of all those four-year-olds, they actually won their races. Mm. Like, they won. So the four-year-old races, are, I mean, I know they felt the need to create their own race, but they already had one called the Epsom. Yeah. But they did win the Epsom and they yeah. did win the Turak. They didn't win the Cantala, but they won the railway over there. So the big handicap miles, they did win. Yeah. But without necessarily running big figures. as a group, they still didn't run big rate. Like there's still no. no, there's no what I would call proper group one horse amongst them. No, well, there's well, a Western Empire would probably be like, mate, come, come on, <laughs> but I, I, I got beaten. You're already ditching me. Yeah, yeah. I think well, when you only have two horses rated above 120, that's sort of at four. That's the, I guess, the concern. But you'd they're like a thin group. They are, they haven't had a lot of top end talent from. They didn't when they were two. They didn't when they were three, and they don't now. They're just, for whatever reason, they're an ordinary group. And so the likes of Animo and Hitotsu and Profondo hopefully mm. kick their brains in. You'd like to think Animo ends up in the QE. Isn't he going to England? Oh, is he? That's the story. Oh, okay. So he's taking, I mean, it'd be great to see. So Home Affairs. I don't know how he gets there, though. Could he, he could run there and then go, I suppose. But I don't know. It might be a good idea to, to run there and then go because they're talking about the Queen Anne, which is a dropping back in trip. Like a stiff mile. It's like a hundred second mile. Hundred seconds is probably a nice. That's good for him. Yeah, because these when Waller took Brazen Bow, they go Lightning Newmarket and go. Mm. Yeah, the Lightning is the race that has the big correlation for the history buffs. Lightning, Lightning winners destroy over there. So you'd imagine Home Affairs lobs there. Talking earlier, there doesn't look to be anything scary over there, so they'd go there with a bit of confidence, wouldn't they? Yeah, yeah, and apparently the the big Yank who started favourite in the Nunthorpe over there and then won the Breeders' Cup sprint might come here, which is Golden Powell. But he's Coolmore owned as well, so he'd come here and race against Home Affairs in a Lightning. But Eduardo, the exciting thing is Eduardo's going to a Lightning and Golden Powell is 
all gate speed, like so many of those Yanks are. It can't be quicker than it. Drag right? race. Yeah. Really? Well, wow. the first 400 of the Lightning is going to be... So it's not going to be the old sit and sprint Lightning. No, They're actually going to go. Yeah, they'll be off and going. And um, Nature Strip will just be breathing down their necks. How good. Oh, unreal. I mean, how good Eduardo... Like, They'll probably try and they'll probably try and find a way out of that with home affairs. To be honest, if they're running, if they do bring, I mean, it's still got to be a massive if, but if they do bring Golden Powell and J Mac wants to ride Nature Strip, you're going to have pretty much everyone around home affairs going, no, oh, let's not run that. Yeah, let's duck, <laughs> let's duck. Guys. But they got to run. I mean, but then you'll have the big history buff saying oh, you should run there because it'll make you faster for England. <laughs> they got some decisions to make. I mean, the thing is, if he fronts up in that Lightning, and maybe they duck it with Nature Strip. Because James got a lot of pull, he's not going to want to get off either of them. No, it'd be oh maybe maybe then you know Jamie gets on well with Nature Trip as well. One for one, and she a can line jump in. on. She can ride him in there. It'll be very interesting to see what they do with her because you know this is the problem. You stamp yourself a superstar, and all of a sudden you don't want to race anyone anymore. I know, I know. You should he should run and he should get beaten bravely, and then he should go and win in England. It won't matter. The one plus, I guess, for Home Affairs running in the Lightning is that they did. He did go head first in the Everest. Yeah. And then they saw what it did when he went to the Coolmore. Yeah. So running and losing is, is really okay. Yeah. You don't all the things you did that were right, like just because you lost in the Everest doesn't mean you the Coolmore didn't happen. We saw it, we measured it. You we get it, you're really good. And keep racing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we hope. I mean that's the racing needs its champion, so it'd be great to see Home Affairs come back and because as you know, the amount of times a Coolmore winner disappoints you the next season like you go through past Coolmore winners and it just they don't have a very good record at all yeah it's probably true it's good it's a bit like maybe it's a bit like the slipper in that that it throws up a lot of you find a lot of good horses have run in it and not all I mean Merchant Navy is the one that springs to mind didn't disappoint and Brazen Bow didn't either really won a new market so then you've got you might be being a bit harsh no no you're just stinging because of um, well September run eh oh yeah she was a shock well she's on she made a certain list yeah Zoo Star Remember they, they mucked around with him, they ran him Did in Guy the Walter States. stitch him up with appearance? Or am I thinking of the wrong horse? I think he I don't think Zeus did anything when he came back. Mm, okay. I might be wrong though. Someone will be listening going, You're an idiot. But yeah, for me, I think the spring three year olds largely disappoint me in the autumn. Yeah, they they probably as a group have. Like Flying Artie. We didn't get to see him. We never really got to see him. It wasn't his fault, but a stern. Star turn. Yeah. I mean there's a long list, right? Yeah. The flashy spring toy doesn't necessarily work. Yeah, it's probably just regression to. The, I mean, once you're up yeah. there, there's you can't really go too much higher, but you can certainly go a lot lower. There's a lot more room on the uh, left hand side of that tail. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we'll sign off with. That is just so exciting, <laughs> Bruce. <laughs> Have a merry Christmas, guys! All the best. Hopefully, you find a few winners on Boxing Day. Cheers. <laughs>